Hello from the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world. Welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network at libertyworksradionetwork.com and their affiliate stations. Also, don't forget, you can always learn more about our program and find podcasts posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmsen. He's a retired, ordained minister, author, and UFO researcher who did intense study and research for the Mutual Unidentified Flying Objects Network. For decades, Jim has interviewed, ministered to, and helped multitudes of alien abductees. He himself suffered strange encounters in his youth and was set free. And as a major former abductee and researcher, he understands demons and their hierarchy, spiritual warfare, and deliverance. And we're going to continue our discussion today about his book, Beyond Science Fiction. So if you will help me welcome Jim Wilhelmsen. How are you doing? today, Jim. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming back so that we could finish our, this is our third part now on your book, Beyond Science Fiction. Jim, you know, lately there is a lot about this thing called CERN. We're hearing so much about CERN, CERN, CERN. So first of all, maybe you could give us a little background on what CERN is for anybody in the audience who maybe never heard of it. And then, could you give us an understanding, what potentially could we see with this CERN? Well, CERN is a a particle collider. Um, Originally, they had stated that they were trying to collide uh, molecules or atoms so that they could um, create dark matter, collect enough dark matter so they could punch a hole to space-time and send a uh, wormhole wherever they wanted in whatever time, place they wanted to. Um, now they admit that um, that's really not their main focus, that they're also trying to punch a hole into another dimension and bring what's there to us, kind of creating a bridge to another dimension. Um, the nation of India was so impressed with what they were doing and how they were doing it that they compared it to one of their gods, uh, Shiva, the destroyer of worlds. And the idea of Shiva was that they he would destroy one world to recreate a new world or a new order. So they sent um, CERN this statue of Shiva doing her particle dance or destruction, dance of destruction, uh, the destruction of particles. So, I mean, it, it just ties right in. And it's like, you know, this is the beginning making of some kind of crazy Twilight Zone episode. Um, it, it gets crazier because um, CERN, Switzerland is where this collider is. And I don't know how many miles, it's a giant circle underground, and it's, you know, that uh, sends these particles. And now they keep recording and filming it because this thing has a definite mathematical part, uh, uh, mathematical pattern that's always consistent. So the more they photograph, the more they're able to prearrange the collisions, and it becomes more and more intensified. So they keep starting it, and it's shutting it down. It's not that it's failing. They're accumulating enough data to where they can get it to its full potential power. Now... This is going to sound like a weird claim to me, but I can claim that uh, there's a missing element that needs to happen in order for them to accomplish their goals, and that is the Earth has to literally have a physical axis shift. We had one in 2011, believe it or not, and we're due for another one very soon. 
the magnetic has already been shifting and so much that we had to uh, reset our airports to calibrate and allow them to land properly. Um, so we know that the shift's there. Most scientists are expecting maybe even a, a 180 shift where south is north and north is south. I don't know how much needs to be, but I do know that in the book of um, Isaiah, 24th chapter, it talks about the earth reeling to and fro like a drunkard. Now, this is right after the flood and the judgment of the flood. Uh, the earth is reeling to and fro like a drunkard, and then it says he took the kings on high, or, or let's see, the kings of the earth and the high ones on high, meaning the heavenly beings, and he placed them in a pit until they were uh, shortly thereafter visited. Now, this actually is telling us that the earth went on a shifting of the axis. He took the sons of God and their offspring, the hybrid offspring, put them in this pit, and then kept them there sealed until they would be visited. This visitation is what Jesus did right after the resurrection. He, he that ascended first descended into the bowels of the earth. He made an open show of humility of the angels that sinned. He pronounced some further judgment. That's found in Isaiah 26, chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. But this judgment is that you are dead, you shall not live. You are uh, the Rapha, meaning the ghosts of the giants, the... the uh, the vanquished ones, and you will not rise. But then it says, but he has visited you and made even, and to your total destruction, made even your name to be forgotten. So, I mean, this is, this is a curse. It's a promise. The visiting there actually means two things. It means to internaturally, in, supernaturally intercede to the natural course of events. So the natural course of events is you're, you're not alive, you're dead, and you're not going to resurrect. Uh, but I'm supernaturally intervening on this, and I'm going to raise you up. Now, here's the other part of what Pakad, the word for visited, means. It means to be mustered up as an army. This is the locust army that's going to be raised up in the last days. But it's essential. If they were put in with a shifting of the axis, they were put into something, and then it rotated. It'd be like a cylindrical lock. There's got to be two planes. They're put in one plane, and then, it, then the earth reels, and it locks them into place. Now, in the last days, the same thing has to happen. There has to be some way that a key, the Bible says in Revelation's ninth chapter, that the, the angel has a key to the bottomless pit. He puts the key in, smoke comes up, and then these locust invasion comes up. The locust invasion, many people think, are going to literally be some genetically modified thing. And you know what? We might even get something like that, but it's going to have nothing to do with the, the prophecy there in the, in the Scriptures. The Bible will always interpret itself by itself if we allow it. And the thing is that we have eight reference points of descriptions about whatever's coming out. They have, they're have they like locusts. They have a tail of a scorpion. They have um, the face of a man. They have long hair of a woman. They have a crown. They have wings that sound like chariots in the many uh, going into battle, breastplates of iron. These are all points of reference that other places in the Bible tells us something more specific. Now, my claim is that these are... Uh, famous warriors that are beautiful looking. Um, they're known all throughout time and history. Um, they are, uh, like I said, valiant, famous warriors. They're coming up with a false religion. That's what the smoke is coming out of it. it literally, that smoke means uh, religion without spirit or without the spirit, so it's a false religion. And they're coming out with scorpion tails, which is a false prophet. And what really gets me on this one is one word throws a wrench into everything, the fact that it's a, some genetically modified grasshopper. 
And that is, which says, where and the sound of their wings is as the sound of many uh, chariots in the battle. Sound there literally means, in Greek, it's the word phone. So you look up phone to find out what that word means in the Greek, and it literally means a mathematical system, example, an address. The address of their wings. Now, wings, it describes in the Bible that there's four angels that are guarding the four winds of the earth. Well, there is no four corners, but there's four axes, and it's these four axes control the magnetic forces that flow around and through in the earth and around the earth and through the earth. So they're being held back until a certain time, and then they're, they're told to let go. In the book of Enoch, even though it's not scripture, but it doesn't, the Enoch Ethiopic version 1 is totally compatible with the Bible and even quoted by Jude. It describes in the 18th chapter what the wings of the wind are. And these, the wings of the wind are what the clouds of heaven, which uh, is some kind of a vehicle being used as a vehicle, travels on the wings of the wind. In Enoch 18th chapter, it's described as gravity. So gravity is being a form of flight, and gravity being the wings or the form of flight of this locust army is being dialed in with an address. My claim is that the key to the bottomless pit perhaps could be CERN. Imagine a cylindrical lock. You have a key going in one, something shifts, and it overlaps two different axes together and releases something that was within. Now, CERN, it's interesting that CERN, Switzerland, the exact location that they placed uh, the collider is exactly where the Temple of Apollo or Apollyon was in the ancient Roman times. And Apollyon is the lead demon spirit that comes up out of the bottomless pit upon the earth in last days for this locust invasion. Again, another weird Twilight Zone thing. You can't make this up. It's not an episode of Sliders. This is, this is our reality. This is what we see. Now, an important part to this, we probably will have to probably go to break first before we get into it, but the part of this is understanding that the earth is hollow. That is really vital to understand how this all fits in. Okay, well, let's let's pick it up right after this break. Listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond Science Fiction. We'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. 
You can control your health care with Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare is an alternative to expensive health insurance. You can finally make the right decisions for you and your family. It's not insurance. It's medical cost sharing. You can affordably control the cost of your medical expenses. It's a group of individuals effectively sharing the cost of health care and paying far less for it. You don't even have to pay for procedures that are unnecessary or that violate your conscience. This is based on shared values. You are not alone. With Liberty Health Share, you're part of something bigger, a group of people who care for and support one another. Join the movement of people who share in medical costs and change the way you pay for your health care forever. It's simple and easy. Call 1-800-714-6993 right now for more information or visit libertyoncall.com. Get a free estimate today. Liberty HealthShare, there is an answer. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmsen. He is the author of Beyond Science Fiction. We are discussing some really crazy things today. So, Jim, maybe you want to pick up what we were talking about, CERN, and you were talking about as if it was a key opening a lock. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in, an important part to understand is that there's an x-axis, a y-axis. They're, they have to fold together in order to release what's ever inside. Now they're, they're, the people that run CERN are now saying, okay, we're actually trying to open up a portal to another dimension. They already think they've done it, and there's claims that you know entities have come through. They're, they're not real certain, but they claim that they maybe already have done it, but they're waiting to build more of a pattern so they can have more of an impact so eventually – they believe that they're going to open a portal that allow something from another dimension to come into our dimension. And I say that during an axis shift, that's exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to fulfill a major part of Bible prophecy. But to understand just what these two axes are, we have to understand first that the Bible teaches that our earth is hollow. Now, the occult understands that better than we do because it's part of Satan's plan. And obviously those people are the followers of the occult, and, the, and when I say the occult, I also include the New Age uh, followers and believers of the New Age movement. They, they follow the New Testament theosophy, and the Nazis followed the Old Testament theosophy. One was based on uh, bloodline and national identity, and now the, one, the other one, the New Agers, uh, believe that now that just like uh, the Jews were based on a, a national identity and bloodline, and after Christ it's now offered to whosoever will, the Aryan, the master race, the Nazis believed in in, uh, in the Aryan um, with the national identity being Germany. And now the death and I say resurrection of, of Hitler is now offered to whosoever will if you believe that man through ascension becomes their own god. And that's the, the New Deal. Now being in, empowered not by the Holy Spirit but empowered by um, unclean, familiar spirits. Um, supporting and working signs and wonders and miracles uh, towards their agenda. So we have a complete same but opposite. One of the things the Lord told me right from the beginning before I even started writing my book, he said, you will begin to see patterns of everything throughout history once you understand that Satan is doing everything in the exact same but opposite of what Jesus did or what I'm doing, uh, God. So God has his plan. Satan is going to imitate it in the same but opposite pattern. So he's following it right to a T all the way through. 
God, uh, the, Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren, the firstborn of the dead. So Satan is going to come twice. He's going to be the firstborn of his own kind, first with his resurrection coming back from the dead, through utilizing or tweaking science and technology, uh, which we are now on the verge of beginning to understand. So part of this outpouring or second appearance or whatever for them is going to be out of the bottomless pit. Jesus described um, Lazarus and the rich man. Now, he used a first-person uh, name, and whenever that happens, we're told that that is not an allegory or a fable. It is a literal historical event. The rich man uh, died. He went to hell uh, in Sheol. Lazarus died, and the angels took him to Abraham's bosom. And we wonder, okay, what's Abraham's bosom? Well, in lost in cultural understandings is the fact that at the time when they wore tunics, they tied it around the waist of the sash, and it was understood that the upper forefront in the chest was a formed a pocket, an inside pocket. And that's where uh, shepherds would put a, a baby lamb, carrying it back to safety. Uh, you would go to the market. You would put your food and, and things that you chose to buy. That was your shopping bag. You put it in the bosom, in the upper pocket. So Abraham's bosom was an inside pocket in the earth. Jesus told the thief on the cross, This day you shall be with me in paradise. Well, Peter says that Jesus, uh, he that first ascend, uh, ascended, or he that ascended first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He went and proclaimed something to the um, to the fallen angels from Genesis 6. That's where he made his announcement that they would be uh, risen up or drawn up as an army to their total destruction. And at the same time, he went to the upper chamber, Abraham's bosom, and set the captivities free. Um, now to be absent from the bodies, to be present from the Lord. Uh, it was also recorded at that time that a lot of the Old Testament saints went wandering into Jerusalem, preaching and proclaiming the resurrection of Jesus, which had to be a real mind-blower. So we're going to see the same but opposite from the hands of, of Satan through my claim is possibly um, Adolf Hitler was that beast that was, is not, and yet is. Um, so we're seeing everything happen in the same but opposite. The occult followers, Hitler's, a major portion of Hitler's agenda, because they didn't just dabble in the occult and um, astrology or anything. They were an official occult government. Every icon they had, every scientific expedition, everything they did was based on an occult belief of theosophy, uh, based on the writings of Helena Blavatsky, The Secret Doctrine, which reads out like the same and opposite of a Bible, telling the story of the Aryan, just like the, telling the story of, of the Hebrew or the Jew, of, of the God's chosen people now given to whosoever will. Same, same thing. It reads out the same way. I call Helena Blavatsky the anti-Moses. Uh, and, and Satan's got his own prophets, his own patriarchs. It all comes back to Satan's main guy, I say, is Adolf Hitler. So it doesn't surprise me that the FBI now say that he claim, he survived Nazi Germany and moved down to um, Argentina. I say that they took his dead body to Base 211 in the Antarctic, where they continued their work on cloning and found a way to bring him back, and we're still dealing with him now. So the one thing I do agree with, we are dealing with international uh, national socialism, you follow the money trail from um, from Europe and all the other international monies that, that supported Hitler, and they're now supporting the socialist agenda of the United Nations. 
um, where the Bible says that there are ten kings that receive no kingdom as of yet, but will have power as kings and give their power willingly unto the beast, where they have one mind. This is a global conspiracy. This is the same um, things that we we are seeing happening right now. So the United Nations basically is just an extension of, in a different outer veneer, and the whole UFO alien uh, phenomena is nothing more, both are nothing more than an extension of Hitler's ultimate desire to bring a, a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world economic system his way. Um, the same money, the same people, the same things, just a different outer, outer packaging. Um, all the experiments with abductions are identical to what was going on in the um, death camps at Nazi Germany. The message, the vehicles, everything is identical. It's pretty mind-blowing. That's what my book spends about half the time showing you how all of this is one, one and the same agenda. So having a hollow earth is important to understand. Jesus said that, you know, that the... Um, uh, Abraham's bosom was this place where the those that died in faith went to. The thief on the cross, Jesus said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. So paradise is inside the earth. Now, if that's so, there's uh, scriptures in Ezekiel where it's talking about the, the uh, cedars of Lebanon, and it's talking about them being inside the earth. The warning in Leviticus, not to make any image in heaven, on earth, or in the waters underneath the earth. Again, the same thing, alluding to a hollow earth. The book of Job uh, describes this hollow earth thir- further, going back to the original languages. Um, it's, it's actually talking that there's holes at the poles. One is covered over with ice, and one is, is somehow surrounded by something that keeps them from going into um, the actual Garden of Eden where the Tree of Life is. But there's holes at the poles. And, and that, I guess, is the, the most amazing thing, is that between many of the different scriptures, it says that, Basically, the paradise is inside the earth, and that can be established from the book of Ezekiel, from uh, Job, and from um, uh, even in Jude. So these scriptures are there. It's not that I'm pulling this stuff out of thin air. And when Jesus said, this day you will be with me in paradise, literally, paradise, not in heaven, as on as above, so below, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, that's Satan's counterpart, as above, so below. But on uh, things to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So heaven, in a sense, or earthly, has a reflection of what's in heaven. We have the Ark of the Covenant. We have the Ark of His Covenant up in heaven. Um, so everything has a, a kind of a mirror image of it. And then Satan has his own mirror image from the surface of the earth to the inner of the earth, inside of the earth. So literally, when if paradise is Abraham's bosom. Then we have to deal with another scripture that says, To him that overcometh will I grant to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. That means that Eden was on the inside of the earth. Many of the global legends of uh, earth's origins and people's origins being inside the earth would be the reason why uh, even David in one of the Psalms is singing a song comparing his birth in the innermost parts of the earth. He's comparing the two-chambered earth as the two ovaries of a womb of a woman. This is where the New Agers get the idea of Gia being a living organism. Um, of course, that's not true, but, uh, you know, they're saying that, that we were birthed from that. So it's the same kind of concept. The earth is hollow. There's openings at the poles. The Nazis had an expedition, a worldwide quest, looking for that opening. They claimed to finally find it in 1938 and cordoned off an area of Queen Maud land and renamed it New Schwabenland. And then before, during, and after the war, there was all kinds of... Uh, submarine activity going there. Um, my claim and many others are that there was a base there that they eventually uh, set up a um, 
a colony, and that colony still exists there today. Uh, New Germania, New Schwabenland, uh, these things aren't just myth, they're a reality, and we're still dealing with all of these people. The early contactees in the 50s were seen riding uh, in UFOs identical to the captured documents that we had in Nazi Germany. They were usually speaking um, either in German or kind of with a Nordic accent, English with a broken accent, uh, a kind of a Nordic. That's how come they called them Nordics. And, gee, they were all white, tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and nobody ever saw an, a Nordic that wasn't in perfect genetic uh, fashion. I mean, there was no short, fat, bald guys like me. There was uh, no old ones. Everybody was, you know, uh, very extremely uh, beautiful or handsome uh, men and women. And it continues to be that way to this day. So we're coming encounters with something that um, we have no idea what it is. It's, it's got and nothing to do with outer space. It's got everything to do with an inner earth, with a hollow earth. There's prophecies in the scriptures that eventually there would be an alliance between a certain portion of mankind and fallen angels. I think that was uh, completed with, with the Nazis. Um, they have a base there. They've got a plan and preparation to imitate everything that Christians are expecting before the real events happen. So a phony rapture, new ages are taken, Christians are left behind. This turns the tables on everything. But CERN, it's essential to understand that the Earth is hollow because CERN is going to overlap the X and the Y um, axes. The holes at the pole represent a hollow Earth or a bottomless pit that is on a very physical level. It's very physical. The etherical one, the chasm that Jesus spoke about that separated the upper from the lower, is some kind of an electromagnetic anomalous thing that goes the other way, goes east and west. So I think it doesn't take a leap of imagination to understand that at the Devil's Triangle, and putting a hole through the middle of the Devil's Triangle to the other side of the earth, you come out with the Dragon Sea, a place where at times things disappear and reappear or disappear never to appear again but it's always during some kind of anomalous electromagnetic um, storms or fluctuations. People see this crazy green glowing um, light, and then things disappear. I found in Job 41st chapter, it's a whole chapter about Leviathan, and it's always been assumed that this is talking about some mythical sea creature, which I think is totally absurd. Why would God devote an entire uh, chapter to a mythic, something that doesn't even exist? But the chapter's been misunderstood as a mythical sea creature because when you read the very end, last two uh, verses of Scripture, it says about Leviathan that he is the father of the children of disobedience. That's Satan. It's not talking about a beanie and Cecil uh, sea serpent. It's talking about Satan as a total embodiment of everybody that's involved, human and non-human, where they're located what they're going to do and where they're going to end up. And when you look at it, that perspective, and go back to the original languages, it literally tells you about an incursion from those that look like those that are inside. In other words, a surface-dwelling group of people that look identical to the ones that are already living inside the earth. And there's alliance being formed. It's being formed with the assistance of non-human entities, fallen angels. And with this alliance, they're going to come back to the surface and... and uh, take over the rest of the world, or so they hope. Um, this is what we see in the Bible, but this is also what Helena Vavatsky wrote in her book, The Secret Doctrine. It's looking at the same coin from two different perspectives. But understanding that, that there is a real hollow earth, there's also this place of electromagnetism that, that fluctuates. Uh, in the 
Job 41st chapter, it talks about these doors, dangling doors, or revolving doors. Sometimes they're open, sometimes they're closed. So I knew right away that's talking about the Devil's Triangle and Dragon Sea, where all these electromagnetic things are happening. It seems like it'd be a portal, things and people disappear. I said, oh my gosh, that's the gulf fixed. So I was looking for a map, because I remember seeing a world where it showed the two being lined up perfectly, and instead I found a stretched out map, and it showed the two triangles, and they're dangling like little charms on a bracelet. Well, I looked and I noticed that the tips of the triangles are almost on the same latitude line. I'm going, oh, this can't be what I think it is. If it is, I'm really living in a Twilight Zone episode. So I went on to Google Earth, and I come to find out that the two triangles are dangling just one above and just below the 33.3-degree latitude line. And that gets into a whole other episode of a story. <laughs> but okay, it's- well, Jim, let's take our second break, and then we'll come back. Um, listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson, author of Beyond Science Fiction. We'll be back momentarily on the Truth Seekers radio show. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 855-371-FAST, 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 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmson. He's the author of Beyond Science Fiction. And Jim, real quick, could you let listeners know how they can get your book? Okay, the best deal if you're living in the United States is to go to echoesofenoch.org, E-C-H-O-E-S-O-F-E-N-O-C-H.org.com. On my front page, click on the cover of my book, and it'll take you to uh, 
uh, PayPal, where for $15 uh, includes postage, you can get my book, and I usually send it out within one or two days from the time I get the notice. Um, if you live outside the United States, the, probably the better deal is to get it through Amazon.com. You'll pay $23, but your shipping will be free, and they have local distributors in Europe, Australia, Britain, and, and all throughout the world. Uh, because otherwise, if I send it to you, I'm, it's going to cost you almost $50. It's going to cost $25 postage plus the 15 for the book. So mm-hmm. the better deal is that way. So, Jim, you were talking about hollow earth theory before we went into the break. I seem to remember in the book that you talk about Admiral Byrd. Is he linked to that hollow earth? He had missions to Antarctica. What is it exactly that you share about him in your book? Well, you know, at the end of the war, there were a lot of mysteries that were never solved. The entire German Reichstag Bank disappeared. 250,000 people, pure Aryans that were in the Lebensborn Project, disappeared off the face of the earth and the germans were almost very articulate in records keeping they knew all the people that they had executed or you know were put in internment camps or whatever a whole lot of people disappeared um i think as many as maybe 200 uh submarines especially the newest ones that had a snorkel that could where they could stay they could cross the entire ocean and not have to submerge to recharge batteries or or get fresh air um they disappeared and then of course hitler and bormann disappeared Nobody ever to find them. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people want to know where they went. Well, right after the war and and just before Roswell, or I'm sorry, just after Roswell, Roswell scared the heck out of them. They realized, oh, my gosh, the Nazis got their technology probably from aliens. What are we going to do? We've got to do something. Well, we know that a last bastion was in the Antarctic, so we sent Admiral Byrd, our only expert in the Antarctic, um, to that area and – they they were told, the public was told that they were going on a scientific expedition to test um, military equipment in, in extreme weather conditions. Well, they were outfitted for eight months. They were only there for two weeks, and they, they literally got smacked down. They, they went, if, if their contingency was a scientific expedition, they didn't even have a science uh, ship with them. They had an aircraft carrier. They had the usual contingency for a combat assault group including two BY, PBY reconnaissance planes and over 400 troops. They went down there, and then they went into a three-prong attack, all heading towards um, New Schwabenland, where we believe that the Nazis had a base there. Um, a lot of their equipment was lost. The, the planes were lost. And to be fair, that's a pretty extreme and dangerous place, even for 1947, for anything like that to happen. But um, um, they came back in two weeks. On a ship to shore to a Chilean newspaper, it was supposedly said that that uh, Bird had made a comment that in the future we'd have to to deal with uh, aircraft that could go from pole to pole in a matter of minutes. Now, as soon as they got to the states, and there was a big fanfare when they left, and you know, um, uh, high profile, lots of press coverage and everything. When they come back, everything was hush hushed. Um, Admiral Bird went right immediately to the um, White House. And he was he was told to not say anything about anything, and he was. Uh, a good troop and never said anything more. But he all of a sudden he started pushing to have the Antarctic used to test our atomic bombs. And in 1952, two months before uh, his bill was going to be introduced in Congress to, to do that, all of a sudden the famous uh, 1952 buzzing of uh, UFOs happened over the Capitol uh, building. And as soon as we put planes out, they disappeared. The planes would go back, then they would reappear. This happened three times. Now, you can see the movie on YouTube, uh, 1952 
UFOs over Washington. I'm sure it'll, it'll pop up on that. But you notice there's three clusters of UFOs, and they're staggered, and it looks like little triangles. That was a typical Luftwaffe flight formation. I caught that right away as soon as I saw it. I go, oh, my gosh, aren't people getting this? Don't they see it? What's going on? So, um, you know, there's, there's so much evidence to those kind of connections all throughout. So, anyways, the, the bill was removed, and they never discussed that uh, to use uh, the Antarctica to test their atomic bombs anymore. Um, I say they're still there. They're working behind the scenes. They're coordinating pretty much all of the world in preparation for a global socialistic government. Um, they actually have the invisible hand behind our newest pope and liberation theology. So the supernatural and the paranormal has a way of creeping into the mundane, normal events that are in our life. It's literally, it's going to be a collision. And I believe that total collision is going to be eventually when, just like in Revelation 9, the sound of their wings or the dialing of the electromagnetic forces is going to release this during another axis shift. And a major part of prophecy is going to be fulfilled, this locust invasion, which will actually look like, in, in actually appearance, you can go to my YouTubes and look under locust invasion. You can see all the scriptures. I do it in very, you know, very easy to comprehend detail showing you how the Bible interprets the Bible to be another other than the Nordics that are coming back looking like angels and a cosmic crisis going to intervene into the affairs of men and put down what looks like the Antichrist and the false prophet. And when everybody thinks they're taking a new name in their forehead and entering into the thousand-year reign of this cosmic Christ, they actually took the real mark of the beast and entered into the real tribulation. So the joke's on them. But here's the promise for all of us. I know that sounds pretty scary, pretty, uh, you know, wow, how can any be, how can we ever pass off that kind of deception? You know, there's a New Ager, Peter Le Masseur, that already wrote a book with that exact scenario. He's, his premise is that in order to, for a new world order to be able to be established and include accountability religions, we are going to have to uh, fulfill their end-time expectations. So literally a phony, pro, uh, a phony rapture, a phony tribulation, a phony second coming, and then a phony millennial reign, which I think is because it's already been written out. I mean, all we had to do was read the Tanaka papers in World War II, and we'd understand exactly what, what Japan was going to do. They wrote it 60 years before they started to implement it. Uh, mein Kampf was written in the 20s. that told everything of what Hitler was planning on doing. If you read Mein Kampf today, you see the very things going on in the United States right now. It's his strategies. It's his plans and plots uh, right out of Mein Kampf. Uh, read it and find out. So this, I, actually, what you were talking about, is that connected to the, the what you talk about in your book, the two waves of the invasion of Earth? Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. Yes, exactly. One is clandestine, and the other is a literal, physical, phony second coming of, of a cosmic Jesus Christ. And that's where, you know, I, I say that, okay, what's going on now may not be the real ones, but you know what? The people are still... Obama and the Pope are still the most two dangerous people right now on this planet, potentially. So it's not anything to be taken lightly. Um, I think the only thing that's different from them, from maybe the real one, is the title. But as far as the personage, what they're planning and plotting to do, it's just as serious and just as dangerous. And even though I don't think the RFID chip is the real Mark of the Beast, you'll never see me taking it. I won't take a tattoo, an artificial cockamamie tattoo, a pen writing, nothing's going on my arm, my forehead. I'm just going to be safe about it. So, Jim, CERN is unlocking 
these things that will come out and then that leads to down to the alien deception do i have those in the right yes order? yes exactly see the cern will be releasing everything in the bottomless pit the locust invasion and that locust invasion actually is a what will appear to be an extraterrestrial cosmic christ coming in an armada of spaceships and also maybe living organisms uh that are, are like spaceships and maybe a combination of everything and then through through uh blue beam they might even be some uh, coming on horses. Of course, it won't be real, but, I mean, it would be fulfilling the expectations of everybody of a second coming of Christ. Um, and I'll go so far as to say when the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which remain alive at his coming, we may even have a resurrection. That's why we see movies called uh, The Returned. We see movies like The Walking Dead. It's getting us ready, not literally for a zombie apocalypse, but for some kind of an, uh, a resurrection or a return of the dead. These, all these movies, everything, it's all seed planting, it's all conditioning, getting us ready for the idea. When I had my store in Roswell, and I had these poster boards um, displaying all of the different, you know, scriptures and then some of the current events that are happening and showing how many of these things already were fulfilled, especially the Nazi connection to everything. Well, kids would come into my, um, that played video games, they would come into my store and they're looking at these posters and they're going, oh, that's like Drowned God, oh, that's like, and they're naming all these different video games that they're playing. And I'm going, my God, they're already, they know all about theosophy without even knowing its origin, what it is. They've got the concept and the ideas already, and they learned them of all things through video games. Right. So we have a generation, uh, the millennial generation, that is already prepped and ready and primed for this one world intervention. It's it can be scary and disheartening, but you know the thing is that through it all I looked at the end of the Bible in Revelation nineteenth chapter, and if we're putting our faith and trust and in, in hope in Jesus Christ, we win. <laughs> we don't lose. <laughs> we win. So when I see the Illuminati and how they're you know uh, have such a powerful hand behind scenes and in this event and that event and, and in this area and that area. I mean, literally, they've infiltrated every aspect of, of human life and culture. And I look at it and I go, okay, yeah, it's pretty impressive. But you know what? I'm looking at a bunch of losers. You you fail. We win. Sure, you look elaborate now and, and people can go, ooh, or get scared to death. But I already saw the very end because I got a book written outside of time. I'm just looking at a bunch of losers making a feeble attempt. Satan, can you imagine Satan's total attempt of usurping God? Six thousand years it took him to to bring this shining immortal army back, marching into the battle of Armageddon, and here the Lord comes back, and we're coming back with him. We're just kind of there as observers, really, because the Bible says a two-edged sword comes out of his mouth. Now it's not literally a sword; it's the word of God, something that God says, something that Jesus says. He just speaks this out, and the entire army is wiped out with that one. One statement. I think, again, the Bible interprets itself by itself. We have two times where Jesus recorded himself as saying something and made people fall back. When he was talking to the Sanhedrin, the, the Pharisees, and they were getting upset because he was implying that he was around before Abraham, and they said, what, are you telling us that you were around before Abraham? And his reply was, before Abraham was I am. Boom, they fell down on their, on their little rears. <laughs> when they went to when they went to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Are you the one we're looking for? I am. Boom, they fell down. So what do you think they're going to say over at Armageddon? I am. Boom, you're dead. End of game. 
Oh, I like that. That's power. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take our last break and get that out of the way. I just got a couple more questions. Listeners, today my guest is Jim Wilhelmson, author of Beyond Science Fiction. We'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show. Want to lose weight? Then turn your body into a furnace that literally melts the fat away. That's exactly what Thermometer does. Thermometer is uniquely formulated with patented ingredients like bitter orange, brown seaweed, and decaffeinated green tea. Their combined thermogenic properties boost up your metabolism and turn up the heat in your body so you melt the fat away without any jittery side effects. Thermometer is not available in stores. It's only available to listeners of this station. We're giving away 100 free bottles right now to anyone who enrolls in our special trial offer. Call now for your risk-free trial offer. 800-430-4147. One more time. 800-430-4147. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for $35,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet for $35,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 800 800-965-1291. 800-965-1291. Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers radio show. Today, my guest is Jim Wilhelmsen. He is the author of Beyond Science Fiction. Now, Jim, you brought up Obama and the Pope, and I want to get your take on the day they met. I think it was September 23rd. I think. I can't remember exactly. But I can't think that that day something was marked, something was consummated born it's something to be born what is your take on that don't you think well you know i did a sermon on september 23rd because there was supposed to be about nine different apocalyptic events that were supposed to happen that day and actually none of them happened um but i would agree with you that there was something significant numerically to um the meeting of those two and just a lot of other things that were happening it was also the time of the it was um the end of Yom Kippur, the beginning of the blood moons. I mean, there was there was like a um, an equinox of a lot of different things happening and connecting at that time. So, in the spirit, I would say yes, something something is going on in the spirit. But as far as any kind of outward physical thing, just like um, at the end of the Mayan calendar, 
you know, everybody was waiting for a switch to be turned on and off, you know, that was going to be the day of doomsday or whatever. And I, and I knew that, you know, just on a scientific level, this was the day that we were actually going to come in full line of sight to the center of the, of our galaxy, um, where there's probably a large black hole. And so, as I put in my book, even, this is only the beginning of something that may manifest three or four years down the road, and I think it's beginning to. I don't think there's anybody, whether you be in your 20s, you know, I'm, I'm like three months away from being 65, so, you know, I figured it's just me getting old and, uh, you know, things are speeding up. But I'm talking to 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 40-year-olds, all of us have a sense that time seems to be accelerating. And I think it's just been, you know, within this last decade that people have begun to sense this. And I see it happening. It's not just because I'm getting old. It's because everybody is experiencing this. And I think it's because we're in direct line of sight of a large black hole that's playing havoc with our space-time and our presence of space-time. And we're sensing it. But I also think that CERN is and um, HARP are somehow tweaking this out to their advantages to create a time-space uh, distortion or dilation. My claim is that when when um, CERN is fired up, and when these two axes do line up and release this locust horde invasion or of a second coming, my goodness, um, in Revelations tenth chapter, I think it's thirteenth verse, it says, "And there and time will be no more." Now, there's two ways of looking at that, and I can't prove to you one way or the other. It can mean an end of an age or an end of an era or an end of a system is coming to an end. Or it can literally mean that linear time as we know it stops at that time, at that moment. And we're thrown into an eternal realm. And there's, there's, a, and there's alluding in Ezekiel 20th chapter that, that um, there's an intertwining fence of electromagnetic forms they call ley lines or grid that is actually holding us in a space-time presence of linear time. And I think CERN breaks that. And so somehow now we're thrown outside of linear time. I can't even begin to wrap my head around that one to understand fully the implications. But it's there in a book. It's a potential. Um, I think CERN is going to play havoc on space-time, not only punching a hole in a, into the bottomless pit and bringing things out, but it's also going to destroy that grid that's around us. And then that's what the real tribulation is. The tribulation is something that has never been before and never will be again. Well, there's always been nations fighting against nations and everything, and, and all the things that we're looking at in the temporal sense. I say this is more in the cosmic realm. This is more in, in a, a spiritual and a physical um, celestial realm that, that we are thrown outside of a linear time into an eternal state because everything is happening in the same but opposite pattern. So this would be stand to reason as being part of that pattern. So the great tribulation is not only... Um, things in this earth, but the things in heaven. Even Peter writes, he says, at one time I shook the earth, the next time I shake the earth and the heavens. That's probably why there needs to be a new heaven and a new earth in the total end of everything, because the first one, uh, both of them are totally disrupted from this, uh, you know, satanic attempt to breach space-time, to play around and manipulate with it. It's destructive and necessitates a new heaven and a new earth because the old ones were messed up. I know it's a heavy thought, and, you know, that's one that you're going to want to pray about and ask the Lord about. Maybe grab my book and see that I'm not a total uh, crazy, that there is a lot of logic and sound scripture to support that idea. Right. 
Well, listeners, today my guest has been Jim Wilhelmson. You've got to read his book, Beyond Science Fiction. And Jim, did you say that you're going to put out another book now? Or you're working on a book? Yes, there's there's been so much new stuff come in since you know since I wrote my other book that, and uh, and I really just in the last five six years that that I really need, really need to update it. So the best way is just I'm going to do a much shorter book. It's not going to have that much um, documentation or uh, bibliography like I did in my first. Uh, that was groundbreaking work, and I I had to make sure that everybody saw that I didn't pull things out of the air. So I got like a 20 pages of just. Uh, you know, my uh, documentation where I got, you know, the different information from. So this book is going to be a little bit lighter. It's going to be more um, of a revela- revelations and, and less of a um, things that I can actually document. So, and, and at the same time, I'm not requiring anybody, even in my first book, you don't have to believe this. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm not even trying to hard sell it. I won't debate it. I won't defend it. This is things that I believe the Lord has showed me, and my job is just to simply to put it out there. So if you're willing to read it and consider it, that's, that's good enough. I take a wait-and-see attitude to all of this. Even though I think a lot of it was inspired by the Lord, I say, let's just be exposed yourself to it, consider the ideas, and then put it in the back of your mind. When things start to develop, and, and start forming as events happen, you might have some scripture that you never will get anywhere else, or so far anyway, that might have a, a foundation for your faith so you won't be shook up. And if not, hey, no harm done, because I haven't required you to, you know, do anything. Just consider it. Right. So it's not like, you know, sell all you have and buy my um, copper spears and, and tinfoil hats and you'll be safe. It's like, <laughs> no, just, you know, consider it and wait and see. Okay. It's the wait and see. We're out of time, Jim. So, listeners, today my guest has been Jim Wilhelmson, author of Beyond Science Fiction. And until next time on the Truth Seekers radio show, God bless. (laughs) 